There will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. We're coming for you, banks. Bitcoin is punk rock. Deal with it. You split, we bankrupt you. Do you use Lightning wallets to pay for things or not? No. Bitcoin Cash would be seen as more of a threat to the United States hegemony than Bitcoin. Miles, tell me, what's your favorite kind of money? Um, Bitcoin Cash. Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast. Following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency, this is episode number 67, State of the Revolution 2022, featuring Ryan Giffen and Callisti. Today is Sunday, the 19th of December, 2022. I'm your host, Jeremy. Jet is doing the producing, and this is the last final Christmas episode of the year. It's <laughs> in true Christmas fashion, already turning into a bit of a mess. So we've decided to do an impromptu live cash rain. And we've also had Ryan just discover that he was thinking the wrong time zone. So he might be in and out. And I don't know uh, exactly how much much contributions we'll, we'll get from him but hopefully he can uh come in and hit us with a few thoughts um but yeah final episode of the year so we're going to be doing a bit of a review of how the year went what were the major storylines some bch stuff but also some general crypto stuff because that's so relevant to what's going on and looking back at some of the uh things we predicted and said last year as well to obviously catch up and find out how they are but first things first our guest today Callisti you are a BCH dev and I guess Bitcoin cash advocate and uh, general peer-to-peer cash enthusiast introduce yourself welcome to the show how do you get into Bitcoin hi thanks for having me yeah so it's been an interesting journey right because I first got into Bitcoin in 2011 uh, or that's the oldest cryptographic proof that I have that I had Bitcoin. Uh, I was just getting out of high school around that year. So I didn't really know a whole lot about anything. And, uh, you know, when you're young, you, you just don't really have that grasp or experience on the world. So um, fast forward to 2021, because somehow I missed out on everything related to crypto in that amount of time. Uh, my college roommate is super into Ethereum and he was all like, dude, you got to get in because this is about to blow up. And I managed to get into Ethereum uh, at a pretty decent price, made a little bit of money in the bull run and, uh, you know, modest, but good. And it was through a lot of research from there to here that I that I actually ended up with Bitcoin Cash uh, through way of like Ethereum Classic and even Bitcoin Core. So um, I'm super happy to be in the Bitcoin Cash community. Bitcoin Cash is one of the things that gives me hope in the world, really, um, with everything that is going on everywhere and with uh you know time, times are just hard right now i think globally and and bitcoin cash is just one of those things that lets me look forward into the future so i advocate it to everybody that i can every day um all my friends in real life know i'll never shut up about it and uh i think they're starting to accept that now so uh we're getting there well that's definitely the case for for me too and i guess probably jet as well too you know people become you just become known as like oh that guy with his one thing just like people have i don't know a particular sport or a particular band or whatever that they like and it's kind of a bit annoying in some ways to get a little bit like typecast into that and i don't go out you know shilling it 24/7 to to everybody but on the other hand i think that's actually probably how 
Bitcoin Cash progresses, right, is because to make crypto, to stand out in crypto, like for Bitcoin Cash to get an edge in people's mind, that's what it takes, right? Is that somebody's hearing about crypto and crypto and blah, 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 all these different coins and they can't figure out which ones are real or not. And then they know, but then they can think in their mind, oh, I know this one person, they love Bitcoin Cash. All right, let me look into that. And as long as, you know, we have that strong branding, I, I think it makes a difference. And you're doing some mining as well, right? You were just telling us a bit before the show. Yeah, I've got my my little Antminer S9. It's a small unit. It pushes like 12 to 14 terahash. Um, and we have it optimized to 980 watts. So we're trying to be mindful of the power consumption, really, because I'm using it for home heating. Um, like I use it to heat this room that I'm in. Um, and when it was a little warmer outside, I mean, we're, we're down to like 25 Fahrenheit now. It was 40 Fahrenheit a couple of weeks ago. So it was heating a, the whole bottom floor of my house a little bit better, keeping it a nice, comfortable, uh, like 65 to 67 Fahrenheit. Um, it's not working as well now. I would need to get another one for like the other side of the house, but it's still nice. It works basically as a space heater. I mean, uh, I checked with the other space heater that we have in the house and that's actually pushing out uh, 1200 watts. Um, and I don't get paid to run that one. So um, it, it's actually offsetting the gas cost to heat my house. And that's pretty cool. Uh, it all came from uh, actually my local Bitcoin group, Bitcoin core group. Um, and shout out to them. Hopefully any of you guys are listening today. Uh, but there was one guy in particular who's super into mining. He uh, goes all over the U.S. Uh, with helping people with different mining operations and whatnot. So he's got the hookup and uh, he hooked all of us up in the Bitcoin group. Uh, whoever wanted one could buy a miner. Of course, in Bitcoin, we, this is no fiat transaction. And uh, unfortunately, I had to uh, convert some of my Bitcoin cash into BTC. But that's OK, because any adoption is good adoption. And uh, as long as we're using Bitcoin, we're winning. So uh, I'm happy. And then, so are you then kind of, uh, do you feel like powerful on the network? Do you, what pool do you mine in or do you switch it, switch it around or what, you just got it all configured and set up and then you just leave it? Like how yeah. much active maintenance does it take? It, it was pretty much fire and forget. As soon as I got onto a pool, um, actually I'm using uh, a P2 pool uh, run by a well-known Bitcoin casher. Um, thank you. You know who you are. And uh, yeah, I'm pulling in like, 0 0.005 bch every 24 hours actually the the mining's been really crazy later we've been getting all sorts of blocks um i think there's uh some big miners that keep pushing hash power onto the network and then taking it off to mess with the difficulty so they can mine some coins because if you actually look on an explorer um there's quite a few small like small transaction wise not many transactions i guess data wise too but um, and they're, all, they're all mostly going to like uh, just a handful of miners. So it's kind of interesting to see that and how that's impacting my own mining operation. I'm, I'm kind of making more money for it. It's weird. <laughs> that's super cool. I can definitely see a world where as this, because the mining started as kind of like a hobbyist thing that people did with their, uh, you know, home laptops and stuff. And now it's all professionalized and industrialized and whatever else. And so you're just like a tiny fraction against, you know, the huge mining farms. But on the other hand, as time goes on, I can see it kind of as more and more people get into crypto and get involved, or maybe do, they do the same thing and they run one miner or two miners, and maybe it's at a slight loss just for the fun, or maybe they use it as a heater like you're doing or whatever. And so maybe that it will come around that the big mining pools are actually genuinely contending with huge chunks of like hundreds of thousands of 
decentralized individual users who uh you know if they're not coordinated then it doesn't really matter but if the big pools start up some shenanigans then all the like individual users all group together onto a different pool to mm-hmm. push back you know that's the true decentralization of uh satoshi and everything it's just it's um, amazing to see shout out to everyone in the chat we've got a bunch of new first time chatters bitcoin judas Y4, Natty4, Jumani89, Sana81293, Who's the Player, Pamish Pam, Limengru69. So Cash Rain has been uh, kicking off still, and we're going to touch on that in the show today. But let's get on to the markets then. So price of Bitcoin Cash this week, USD 10268 cents usd that's actually down although i had up on the slide uh one btc now buys 163.4 bch so bch down a little bit there and one ethereum is 11.5 bch so that's actually flat we're not going up or down against ethereum so i guess now that you're mining that's also kind of like a little bit of sort of dollar cost averaging via paying your electricity bill in one sense but how do you handle volatility in the price or the markets do you trade a lot do you have a bunch of uh cryptos tell us about your financial plays with uh bch so i'm not a trader first off uh i am only a buy and holder i am only a spender uh i try to spend my bitcoin cash wherever i can um peer-to-peer is preferred i've only done one actual peer-to-peer transaction. I bought a uh, ultra-wide monitor from a Bitcoin casher from Telegram and uh, effectively got the monitor for half off of retail price thanks to that. So that was pretty cool. I mean, uh, a modest amount of BCH for me, uh, a nice monitor in return, and that, that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, then let's see, there's also purse.io is probably the rest of where I do my spending. Uh, since you can get pretty much anything off of Amazon, uh, you can also get pretty much anything off of purse.io since it's just an Amazon front end. Uh, you spend a little bit of BCH and you can actually get a discount on your Amazon items because uh, the way it works, you've got like the earners and then uh, they're picking up your order on your behalf and then you pay them the BCH and it's all managed by purse to make sure that you don't uh, run into any issues. So um, that's that's my main use of BCH lately. And I try to... Uh, like like my girlfriend and I actually settle our like our petty exchanges in Bitcoin Cash nowadays. Um, last night uh, I was playing some Super Smash Bros and uh, did a ten dollar money match, ten dollars worth of BCH though. Uh, it was going to be in cash, but then I was telling my friend uh, all about how amazing BCH is, and he was like, "Oh, actually, yeah, I'll do the ten dollars in that." So uh, that's really exciting too, and I'm hoping I can get more of the Smash Bros community uh, to accept it as well. Who do you play? I'm a Sheik main in Melee, uh, Zelda main in Project M. Um, okay. I have no idea who I main in Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any though. I just know 64, the classic, you know, Fox. Fox is the best. That special shield, that just feels so good when you reflect their like best move onto them. So, you know, there you go. But I suck at all the new uh, ones, definitely. But <laughs> yeah, it's good to, good to hear that crypto just getting like as Bitcoin Cash expands, definitely. And as it's been starting to get some momentum recently, I've noticed more and more just those, it's easier and easier to convince people like oh and just over this five dollar or ten dollar thing hey can i show you bitcoin cash and people have now 
acclimatized to that idea of crypto and i'm seeing more and more. I, I did the same thing with a mate the other day i paid him back for some uh breakfast we had and like he was just loving it he was i mean he's got crypto and he's used it and he had a he lost some money on ftx and like all this sort of stuff but then when i just showed him the you know peer-to-peer bitcoin cash he knows i'm into that he was like loving it he's thinking this is sick so uh, yeah, that's that's just amazing. I'm really glad to hear it's spreading. And that's how it's supposed to be, right? Peer-to-peer at a certain point, it will just become an unstoppable network effect of everybody piling on to all the different, uh, all the different uh, edges of the network because everybody is just expanding it out uh, themselves. All right, so let's talk about accountability. <laughs> this is the first thing we got to do. Last year, we were on the Christmas episode we all predicted how much uh, total value locked would be in smart BCH. So at the time there was 35 million locked in smart BCH. <laughs> and I posted this uh, tweet, which uh, people were able to vote on what we predicted on the show contingent on successful launch of a decentralized bridge. Who will be closest with their bullish case prediction of TVL on smart BCH on the 19th of December, 2022. So the options were 170 million, Ryan, 20% of people like that, 370 million, Vlad went 16.7%, 700 million, Jet, 18.9%, and 1 billion for me, Jeremy, 44.4%. Well, as it happened, Smart BCH died, it blew up. <laughs> so the actual answer is actually 4 million. It's not zero, but it was uh, only 4 million. And I don't know how much money you could actually uh, get out of that. I, you know, so obviously we were all catastrophically wrong in that sense. But on the other hand, we did put in the the caveat that there had to be the successful launch of a decentralized bridge, which also didn't happen. So in that sense, we, we've kind of got a bit of an excuse, but I, <laughs> overall, I think we just we just completely uh, failed. Um, but I don't know, Calista, have you, have you got any thoughts on uh, the whole, I mean, we'll talk about the all the crashes and, and problems and all that, but looking back one year ago, what were you kind of thinking about the the prospects of of bch over that year and did you have a, a greater you know vision for how we were going to get to or do you think in in hindsight it it, it, it kind of went well or, or not so i mean bch in general i think has really really been on an uptrend over the past year um i mean if we look a little bit at the history i would say 2020 very tumultuous year 2021 kind of purging out the rest of the bad blood and 2022 is where everything is finally quieted down for the most part and uh, all of our builders have been really focused this year um the discussions on telegram have been really thorough and thoughtful and uh there's there's just so much brain in this space i mean let's be real and that's actually awesome because um again looking at the history uh we, we had to purge all that bad blood in in, in 2021 where uh, you know, we had people who just thought things needed to go their way. And when they don't, they get mad. And, uh, you know, it's it's a decentralized and permissionless protocol. It's the point. Right. And that means that you don't have to ask for anybody's permission to do things. You just do them. And so that's why in our Bitcoin Cash community, like the slash someone meme where somebody's got to get this thing done. Well, are you going to do it? Because if you're not going to do it, then how's it going to get done? You know, you can't just tell somebody else hey this needs to happen right 
yeah, that's been a great uh, uptrend, I would say, in the community in terms of yeah, like when there's when there's problems, like for instance, with this smart BCH uh, fiasco that there was, obviously there was a lot of pointing fingers and and so on and so forth. But for the most part, people really kind of acknowledged, like, okay, we shouldn't have been as trusting with this as we were straight away we should have been more willing to listen to people who were raising the alarm and like stuff like that right so i did i was very glad that people took a lot of self-responsibility about that in terms of if they were involved themselves and lost money okay there's some people who were cheesed off but for the most part it was kind of like oh i took that risk myself and i kind of suffered the consequences and that's that's a very healthy thing to see in a in a long term trend for a, a community that they're willing to own up to when we make mistakes, right? You can't just uh, get make any progress without screwing up along the way, and the only way you learn and get better is if you acknowledge, okay, that was a bit much. So, I mean, hopefully, we all learned our lesson with the smart BCH um, disaster. But like you said, it's actually. In spite of that, there's there's been tons of activity and tons of new projects have been cooking up, and I think it's probably reinvigorated focus onto the main chain uh, for sure has definitely been a part of it. Ryan, can you can you hear us? You're gonna check in with some thoughts yes. about the smart yes. BCH uh, <laughs> <laughs> prediction. You actually <laughs> predicted the lowest, so you're I actually <laughs> correct. You win. I you, thought you it. Yeah, I thought. I thought uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, I think that, like you said, like the biggest thing is owning it. Um, yeah, it was the closest, but it certainly was hoping that, um, you know, the, the bridge would get solved in the decentralized manner. But, you know, I think the biggest thing for me to take away is, you know, what we're trying to be innovative and do all these other things, you know, just being peer-to-peer cash is our, our heartbeat, being on chain. Uh, um, that, that's that's my biggest takeaway. And, and I think that is what's allowing Bitcoin Cash to hold strong during, you know, we're seeing all these other coins, you know, fall past us in ranking and all these coins that were once so promising like Luna or FTT and all these things just fade away. And maybe at the end, we just return back to good old peer-to-peer cash and maybe we don't have to be more than that. But I, I, I'm okay if we are, but that's that was the mission and uh, maybe that mission is good enough. Yeah, it certainly has refocused everyone. I'd say so. We've got our three storylines that we had from uh, 2021. I thought, okay, for the end of Christmas episode, we'll talk about you know three big themes for the year. I've got three fresh ones uh, for this year. So just to remind everyone uh, for last year, and you can actually go back and watch last year's episode. It's really interesting. I rewatched it in preparation for this. So number one for 2021 was the Smart BCH launch. Number two was Elon Musk was just getting big into uh, crypto. And I'd say this year, he's been more quiet about that. And then number three was that BCH in 2021 had a year of less drama uh, after all the fork and everything in 2020. Uh, in 2020. So we can see that trend as it's got, it went to, to like a low period of no drama. And now it's gone into a kind of productive uh, phase. It, it seems like Jet, you look like you want to chime in here. Uh uh, so we lost Ryan, and I apologize to the to the chat while we while I quickly fix the cameras. <laughs> it's all right. This is the chaotic Christmas stream, but we've got to got to power on anyway. So 2022, uh, the narratives that I've picked, I picked three plus an honorable mention for this year. So 
number one storyline is crypto blows up. So the amount of exchanges and hacks, well, hacks, frauds, custodian problems and stuff this year was at an all-time high for crypto. That is un- undoubted. Like there's been many disasters, obviously, in crypto's history, starting from Mt. Gox or even earlier and then you know through all the years but this takes the cake this is the high watermark in terms of crypto scams i had three arrows capital uh going bust with sue sue and that other guy kyle whatever his name is terra luna obviously imploded overnight doquan scamming everyone we had the coinflex scam with smart bth that we just talked about the 10 million dollars of the 100k community bch plus also all their customer deposits for the most part celsius and voyager you had block fire filing for bankruptcy most recently at the end of the year you had ftx scamming you know more than 10 billion dollars uh obviously the lesson is the same as it always is which is not your keys and not your coins but on the other hand the industry is still i mean we're still here right so uh even with all the blow-ups and all the problems and all that at the end of the day crypto keeps kind of marching forward i don't know what was your what was your take on the disasters in in crypto this year was it obviously it was bad but <laughs> how bad how bad was it i mean so first you got to start with if you didn't have any money on an exchange to begin with then you're fine you're you're sleeping easy right now um and and you got to remember that's the whole point of this stuff is you have your your self custody you are your bank you own your money nobody else can mess with it um but it it really sucks if you did have money on an exchange you're underwater right now and uh i mean i i was really skeptical actually for a minute like i was wondering how how is sam still free just wandering around the bahamas a free man um they finally arrested him recently so like justice will hopefully be served and um if there's any possibility of of people who lost their money even recovering a fraction of that then then i hope that that happens but um this this happens in crypto i mean like you had mount gox you know you've had plenty of other exchanges that have blown up in the past year and uh it really just boils down to get your coins off of those exchanges. Make sure you've got it in your own self-custody wallet, and then you don't got to worry about these things. Yeah, it's a lesson that never goes out of style. And I was feeling good because I was re-watching that episode from last year that we did at Christmas, and we did a specific segment where we talked about not your keys, not your coins, bring your BCH home, get it off exchanges. And obviously I say it all the time on this show, but I was feeling so good that we emphasized that. So any listeners to this show should should have been fine for the most part. I mean, even with the smart BCH stuff, you know, we always gave caveats and said, you know, don't put in more than you can afford to lose. It's experimental and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, yeah, people are just learning that, that lesson. I want to get your take on did crypto sort of receive the the blame because i have this theory from talking to just people around the ftx news has been huge so mm-hmm. many people have asked me about the ftx thing right and one thing i have noticed is that now bitcoin and crypto and all that enough sort of education has seeped out into the public that people understand nobody's saying to me oh is bitcoin over or is <laughs> even crypto over everybody has finally in their mind divorced the exchange going bust and whatever scams and frauds from the actual coins. So people can now understand that some of them might blow up or have problems, but that 
crypto as an industry is just going to keep going and so it's becoming more and more inevitable in their mind and they have more subtlety or more understanding of the you know the difference between these things because it's just happened so many times that now people are like well i heard about this blowing up over and over and over again how is it still going and the the news is finally starting to report those things right so are you noticing that same trend is crypto getting blamed or was it more like fraud is getting blamed i don't know well, I kind of have a split perspective on that, right? Because you've got cyberspace and meat space. And I would say in, in real life, honestly, most of the people around me, most of the people that I have on my Facebook just straight up don't care about anything crypto related. I think that's a United States thing. I think um, if we're trying to topple the US dollars, global reserve currency, you're not going to do it on its home turf. Um, I think there are a lot of other countries where the use case for any kind of cryptocurrency is a lot more apparent. And the use case for digital sound money is a lot more apparent. So there's that, you know, like, I feel like, honestly, no, nobody has asked me about FTX um, at all, period. Nobody in my circles. Um, and, and, and I'm the crypto guy, right? And nobody's asking me about this stuff. So, uh, but then on cyberspace, if I look on Twitter, um, I definitely see a whole lot more like, hey, this was straight up fraud. Sam is a criminal. Like uh, all of these, like, like Do Kwan scammed everybody. Um, and every single time this happens, everybody's pointing fingers and you've got pretty much one guy at the top. Uh, and I, I think that's called a pyramid scheme or something like that. But uh, who's counting? Uh, so so it really just reinforces the point of, of you want to be paying attention to the OG cryptocurrency. It's, it was created for a reason. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's something that as... I expect a trend to people giving more and more and more weight to long lasting projects because the more times people see the scams and the flashy hype thing blow up, the more they will come to value. Okay. If I'm going to be involved in this at all, I'm going to put a higher premium on one that has lasted longer because I mean, and for obviously for Bitcoin cash, people need to do their research to understand that it goes all the way back to 2009 and, you know, so on and so forth. But even like Bitcoin and Ethereum or even like Dogecoin, you know, are maybe slowly accruing more trust because the more times people have heard of them, once they've just heard of, oh, okay, this flashy new tone that they've never heard of before, they're going to be highly skeptical of that and less of the ones that they know have lasted or that they can connect to real people in the real world because i think that's the other thing about these scams like you say they tend to be concentrated on a small group of people and so the actual uh if, if you you know look at around the entire world the actual amount of people who know someone directly who is involved with it is far smaller so it can have a lot less trust whereas you know once people can know oh i know this guy who likes bitcoin cash or my friend's brother you know invest in ethereum or whatever then over time that will that will engender engender trust in those in those projects and that's going to be a very good uh thing for us pamish pam asks any thoughts on the fud in binance are you a binance uh true believer funds are safe or uh are they going to be the next ones to go bust next year uh we'll let the lawyers handle it right <laughs> no but for real uh i don't know binance is is one of the biggest players but just because they're big doesn't mean they're too big to fail right i mean ftx was big too and so uh you know it really could go either way i think um it 
it really could just go either way. I mean, I, again, I'm just like, I don't keep my coins on exchanges. So I just sleep through it. It's, it's just like not even a problem to me. Um, I use Coinbase and I mean, cause I'm in the U S and they're all like uh, regulated and whatever. So, I mean, I, again, and not keeping my coins on exchanges, I don't trade. So I, I just, I just literally sleep. And so that's what I, I, I would never, ever recommend any of my friends to trade or, or try to treat crypto like a stock or anything, because that's going to get them in trouble. And then let's be real. They're going to come after me for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to get blamed. Pam, Pam says all my BCH is on Binance. I really hope you're joking about that yeah, <laughs> because if you aren't right now, it's time. Right now. It's, yeah, just fire up the uh, <laughs> fire up the wallets and get that money out of there. Because if you just look on this slide, like Three Arrows Capital, Terra Luna, Coinflex, Celsius, BlockFi, FTX. If you're not getting the message that uh, not your keys, not your coins, well, then eventually they are going to vanish. That's not even <laughs> not a, not even a question. It's when exactly, exactly. So please uh, take that seriously. And and on that note, uh, I've got a whole slide in here for bring your BCH home. That was the message last year. And I think we're going to have to make it a yearly reminder, the Christmas special to just uh, look into your self-custody and whatever, because it's at Christmas, people do have spare time. They're on holidays. You know, maybe they've slowed down a little bit. They're not in the rush of everyday what's going on and it's a time that i don't know people review their finances and stuff like that maybe they set some new resolutions for the new year so just seriously uh back up your back up your keys and take self-custody and then you just won't be affected uh in the next year of of scams and uh problems and you know what what Give have yourself you the gift of peaceful sleep for christmas <laughs> that's <laughs> that's it give yourself the gift of uh, self-custodied crypto and you will never regret it i i promise uh okay so well i guess i shouldn't say that because <laughs> maybe they screwed up some other way but just yeah do it do it figure it out um right so second storyline i wanted to hit on for the year was the idea that maximalism is is kind of fading away a little bit it was a very tough year for the Bitcoin maximalists, because you would think that in this background of exchanges blowing up, things dying here, there, and everywhere, you know, it's perfect uh, ground for the BTC crowd to say, see, look, we told you, crypto is all a scam. Bitcoin is the real deal. You know, we're fine. And that that's all just uh, bullshit. But despite having those kind of trends running in their direction that sort of wasn't what happened actually you had the whole uh laserized twitter pictures kind of have gone out of style a bit people have increasingly just quietly uh dropped out of that the original idea was laser ray to 100k right they were going to change it till the price hit 100k but it didn't it didn't hit you know it hits nearly 70 grand and then it's just slowly been collapsing and you've got uh you know, more dissenters coming out in the community. Nick Carter and Eric Wall both kind of came out and were like, we were big, you know, Bitcoin maximalists, but we've kind of seen the light a bit. Or, I mean, I guess Nick Carter said, oh, I was never a maximalist. But anyway, you know, people who are known in that scene are kind of falling apart. Uh, what What do you think? Is this, is this the end of the Bitcoin maximalist era? Is everybody going to be jumping off the ship 
by the end of next year? You know, like, yes and no, right? Because I, I would actually have to consider myself a bit of a maximalist. And I totally understand where the Bitcoiners are coming from when, when they say Bitcoin only, um, Bitcoin, not crypto, all that kind of thing. I'm, I'm almost in the same boat, except with Bitcoin Cash, of course. Um, and so it's, uh, yeah, Emergent just made a really good point in the chat. I was just about to say this, like there's toxic maximalism and then there's constructive maximalism. And I think what we're seeing in this slide here, like all the laser beams to 100k and all that kind of stuff that's toxic maximalism that doesn't actually convey what bitcoin is or what it means for the world um that really is actually just a fiat mindset that's focused on number go up that's focused on how do i get more dollars out of this thing and the whole point is to get rid of dollars so in that regard it's like yeah we kind of see this toxic maximalism fading away we're starting to see a lot more uh, questioning of, of that narrative. And I think it's especially the people who got into Bitcoin and crypto in 2017 specifically that are the most diehard on that toxic maximalism. That's what I've noticed from my interactions on Twitter and some of my interactions with people in real life. It, it's that year where everything really went wrong. And it makes sense. That's the year that Bitcoin Cash was born. So, I mean, unless you consider it from 2009, of course, but it's when the split happened. So uh i do think that maximalism has its place because again we just we're talking about all these exchanges blowing up um you know we all know about the monkey jpeg memes and and like oh dogecoin haha and and so the general public i think still sees crypto kind of like as this joke um it's not anything serious or that it's rife with fraud and scams and grift and all of that um and it really dilutes the message that BTC Bitcoiners, BCH Bitcoiners, XMR Monero people, even the nano people, like we all kind of have the same message at the end of the day that, hey, there is an actual use for this stuff and it's not what you think it is. So I think, honestly, if we were to, to make kind of a future prediction off of that, um, 2023, maybe 2024, this is going to be the year where the real peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash use case make sense to people and it's really those four coins that i just mentioned that are leading the charge on that yeah and i think we've had like joel valenzuela i uh, bring him up on the show uh, a bunch but he you know is involved with dash and uh you know a few other coins obviously as well too and he's kind of predicting that same thing and i agree with him which is that it's a sort of in the long arc of history eventually things the truth has to kind of shine through right so all this, uh, you know, digital gold and uh, we're going to all store it in our cold storage and never touch it. Like having Dan Held saying, I don't think of my Bitcoins the way I think of dollars because dollars I can buy a house and I can spend it at the grocery store. But my Bitcoin, I'm just never going to touch it. It's like that doesn't even make sense. Yes, obviously, there's a reason to store your coins properly and to uh, save some because that's money. You can save it. But at the end of the day, the only reason to have money is to spend it, right? Like if you die, if you die with it, it's worth nothing. And even if you give it an inheritance to somebody else, then they need to spend it, right? Eventually, it has to be spent. Or it has to circulate. So that's going to come back and be be a real thing that uh, you know people care about. And I think the Lightning Network, as like you're saying, and that whole 2017 narrative, it's had long enough now. I agree with you that the the people most focused on that were that were the ones who got all bought in when the censorship was at its height, and so they perhaps didn't hear 
other um, perspectives or they were in such a strong echo chamber and they're still kind of clinging on to that. But the newer adopters are coming in with a fresh perspective to them. It's just not as relevant anymore and they're going to look at look at things fresh. So I think we are, we are seeing that a lot. Uh, we've also had the adoption in El Salvador. Like that was a big story of last year. Oh, we're going to take it over. We're implementing it. It's going to be a Bitcoin first country. And initially there was some success with people using the coins that they were given out for free. But of course, that's just because it was a lot of money. And so uh, when you have a direct financial incentive, people will get involved. But it doesn't seem to have created a large groundswell there if anything it seems to have been the opposite with i didn't follow up with naib ukele whether or not he'd lost his money in ftx but there was some suggestions that he had also <laughs> been been scammed in some regards and then we've also seen recently john carvalho right who's a big lightning network uh guy having a big problems with full rbf being implemented on the bdc fork of, of bitcoin which means that Bitcoin Cash will have such a huge advantage that you can't just double spend the transactions back to yourself. And he he knows that. So he's trying to advocate, guys, why are we doing this? But kind of the war was already lost several years ago and the momentum is now, you know, the power is in the hands of, of the people who want to implement those kind of policies and make Bitcoin actually less spendable or less reliable or less instant, you know? Do you think we're going to see more movement on on that front are things going to spiral further out of control in terms of bitcoin being spendable or do you have any faith that the people who do want to use it as peer-to-peer cash are going to be able to make their voices heard within the the btc community i really think the btc people want bitcoin to be money i honestly think that the btc people and the bch people have a very common mission i think that the more that I've spoken to BTC people, especially in real life, is the more that we've been able to kind of realize that on both sides of the fence. And the main disagreement is just um, on, on the whole scaling wars and then also on if Bitcoin Cash deserves to be called Bitcoin or not. And obviously, I think it does. I think it has it's more legit Bitcoin than BTC is, in my opinion. But, you know, the as everyone says, the market's decided. Well, I think the market's always deciding. I think give it another couple of years and we're going to start seeing a lot more of these narratives that have been established for so long start to uh, fall apart a little more. And I think, I mean, I've been following John specifically um, like for, for a minute now, like uh, when he first came out, I think a couple of weeks ago, uh, starting to question RBF and all of that. Our, that's probably been going on for longer than weeks now. Wow. <laughs> but um, It's been going on since last year. That's the craziest thing. When you look at some of the tweets, like he's been kind of bashing his head against a wall for over a year now. So yeah, yeah it really has been that long. So, I mean, I've, I've been only following him, I'd say probably the past two months or so. And uh, he is so close to getting it. I feel like, you know, I, I think he does get it. He's very intelligent. He's, I mean, he runs his whole, he's got all these products that are already built on Bitcoin. So I think he gets it probably more than most people. Um, it's just unfortunate because he is maybe in denial about the reality of how the core developers operate. Um, and this is something I guess I've been talking to my local group about too, um, about some specific devs that I probably shouldn't mention by name right now, but I think people who know probably know. And 
it's just a matter of, well, what are they thinking? You know, it's, I, I almost feel like they want Bitcoin to die, <laughs> um, you know, because why, why are they making these changes that directly impact the usability of the network and that directly impact business use cases that are already established? It's not just John, but like the moon wallet people too, and other parties. I mean, it's, it's, why are we breaking established use cases and then ignoring these major users who have a platform a major platform with a major user base on top of that and the core devs just don't listen and 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 then they call it consensus that that doesn't make sense at all how do you have consensus when there are so many people loudly disagreeing who have actual stake in the ecosystem yeah and it's just a retread of what already happened in 2017 right so for everybody who was there or earlier in 2015, you know, for everybody who was there, that was the whole point. It was this shell game of what is consensus and what counts as opposed to just some logical discussion about, you know, firstly, free and open discussion uh, for the, you know, you can't get anywhere without that. And then secondly, okay, let's actually look at the facts rather than just a small group of people creating this uh, consensus so-called among themselves. And so as that history is repeating there, yeah, I think it gives increasing credibility to uh, Bitcoin Cash who have just been consistent the whole time. And once you add in the fact that those people are going to start to get frustrated, right? Like people like John Carvalho or the Moon Wallet people or whatever, as the as the uh, usability of their products and stuff slips further and further out of their hands and further out of control, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to create a new split of Bitcoin and then make their version that preserves different? There's going to be no market for that, right? It's kind of like what they want is already Bitcoin Cash, but it's just hard for them to come to the sort of realize that like it's hard on anything, on, on any topic that you're very invested in to realize, oh, I was wrong, you know, to put aside your pride and kind of say, no, maybe I maybe I should have been listening that whole time or maybe they had had some valid points, but sometimes you kind of need to burn yourself on the stove before you understand everybody was saying that it was hot. Don't do that, right? So I think, yeah, we will see more uh, traction of, of BCH. People will defect silently before they'll defect loudly, though, I think. And so that's where you can already like this show has been getting a lot of uh traction right and i think you'll definitely see that continuing in the next year one thing i found really interesting though is that bitcoin is still at number one right it's still still up there at the top of the ranking so as much as we're here saying okay this is going wrong and that's going wrong at the end of the day the majority of people still just want to uh you know use what what works and bitcoin does already have a huge network effect it has a lot of people that have that have bought in it has a lot of transactions every day still it's not like even with the higher fees it's still still working it's still processing transactions and it's probably not going to actively break you know the people that are using it in the way that they're using it it will probably keep working for them now so actually even with the ethereum merge and whatever like no other coins or cardano or any of these other ones nothing has really risen up to take its place quite yet uh but people are also starting to get the idea that mm, maybe bitcoin isn't going to do it what do you think it's going to take for bitcoin cash or for any other coin to seriously make a run as a contender for number one crypto i mean i think bitcoin cash can sell itself once information is more readily available 
Um, like for instance, this podcast, just your website has a huge compilation of just amazing resources to help anybody get involved with the ecosystem. Um, and so I think the more people start to realize what it's all about, it, it just kind of starts to become more of a no brainer. And especially with, uh, we have a lot of countries who are starting to introduce like the central bank digital currency and people are becoming more aware of that overall. And it may not be a reality now, but it could be a reality in the near future. So um, really it's, it's like a race against the clock in that regard, but Bitcoin cash, I mean, we've been building a lot over the past year. We've been attracting new developers, some, some very talented people. Um, I mean, even, even I, myself and you, of course, we, uh, we've got our stuff that's in the works too. And, uh, it, it's going to be really exciting. I mean, in 2023 in the bottom of the bear market, it's the time to build. It really is. And so what Bitcoin Cash needs to start to launch forward are some killer apps like Cash Rain. Um, and I think it's uh, coming up soon on we're about to see who claims. Yeah, that yeah. Like, we should be 24, 24 minutes, it says in my browser. It seems like I set it for one hour. I guess we started the show uh, kind of later than we expected. Oh, OK. I've just refreshed the page and it's down down to 14 minutes. So, yeah, cool. we, we should soon. be seeing that in the next uh in the next 15 minutes and yeah like kim.com has been absolutely crushing it with that <laughs> with that app like the amount of traction that it got us was massive and i was really surprised to see earlier today that they've got yeah active cash rains 52 so there's 52 people running a cash rain right now and think about how many total people that that means are getting uh paid out and it's still just in that like closed beta so once it all gets properly launched and just the floodgates are open, I can really, I can really see it, really see it kicking off. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Okay, so we got our third storyline that I have selected here for 2023 was Bitcoin Cash in St. Kitts. Obviously, the first two uh, were more sort of general crypto uh, topics, but I couldn't go past this one. Has been such a huge upgrade and such a huge win Sunny Gahani that's my nomination for BCH MVP of 2022 and also props to Fiendish Crypto for assisting him a lot in that but even if you go back and look at the show from last year there wasn't any mention of St. Kitts because nothing had happened there yet it's all been in the last year and maybe even more like the last nine or so months uh, you know the last nine to nine to 11 months that adoption on the island as actual peer-to-peer -peer cash just started emerging seemingly out of nowhere obviously it wasn't out of nowhere it was sunny and uh, a bunch of people putting in a lot of good work but it all just started coming together really nicely and everybody there because they were trading on chain and they were doing it uh, that way they were unaffected even as there was all these crypto blow-ups and problems and whatever if if we'd been doing a bad job there then the first couple of exchange blobs would have just wiped out the whole little organic ecosystem but that that didn't actually happen so obviously we had the bch 2022 conference at the end of the year which was amazing too i mean you you weren't there right so how did it all come across 
online or at least i didn't see you there if you were there <laughs> yeah, i fortunately wasn't able to make it uh, i do hope i can make it next year but i mean the whole production was just very impressive and huge shout outs to sunny and to fiendish because they did a phenomenal job with getting everything organized with fiendish hosting he's got such a great personality perfect pick for for that conference um and and sunny i call him the adoption warlord he's he's going multiple countries getting tons of merchants onboarded last i heard and this was a couple months ago he had onboarded single-handedly over 400 merchants um and then so he was the main driving force behind the conference i think a good pick for mvp 2022 definitely um just yeah it's so exciting to see that the adoption is real like you can actually go there and you can live on bitcoin cash entirely you don't have to touch your credit card ever uh, you were able to buy a plane ticket. You were able to buy your hotel. You were able to buy your food, everything. So like that's good, good, good visibility and so excited for next year. And I really hope I can make it. Yeah, it's made a huge difference uh, for me, not only going there and stuff. It was great. It was amazing to meet a bunch of people in the industry. And I think it got everybody really charged up. But it's also now a perfect example that I can use to people when I'm explaining it. If they say, what is this crypto? How's it working? Da, da, da. And I can say, okay, last month I was in St. Kitts and I was there for two weeks and I lived all not entirely but almost entirely on on bitcoin cash and i you know walk them through like what's going on there and how it's working and then and people can really get that idea once they understand there's a physical place like the idea of explaining a conceptual economy based on cryptocurrency or an online e economy people can sort of yeah yeah okay that's a nice sort of dream but when you can point to a physical place that they can look at on a map that maybe they've either been to or they you know have heard of or you know they understand that it's a real place and that there's real shops and real people trading bitcoin cash every day suddenly it's so much more tangible to them so i definitely wanted to hear from your perspective like following it all online how much do you think the word got out outside of this uh the bitcoin cash circles specifically like was it just that you were very plugged into what was going on so you were able to see uh what was happening or was it more the case that there was enough related content and retweets and things that you think the message was getting out generally how how was it because for me it's hard to tell because i was there. <laughs> i was there right so i was getting an on the ground view but without that was it mostly just the main conference stream that you think that people worked or was there a lot of associated uh media that caught people's attention yeah i mean i think if i'm to be completely honest it it, it is more because i'm so immersed with the bitcoin cash community that i was aware of the conference and so i mean it, it's the first one that we've ever had right so you can't expect like a major blowout i think given that it was very successful i mean uh, i don't remember the exact turnout numbers but from looking at the the stream like there are quite a few people there and then plus you have everybody on the island is aware of bitcoin cash at this point because you've got the billboards everywhere so um i do think it's still a little, little bit insular but it's not going to be like that for long i think the next conference will be at least twice the size of the first one yeah the word definitely does seem to be getting out and i yeah i agree with you that probably that seemed to me most likely that's how it, how it was that there was a good few people there and it was a good event and even like the online streams and stuff a few people checked into it but it wasn't going like mega viral among the the crypto space or something but hopefully as uh momentum builds and more and more people are going there 
for tourism, it obviously builds on itself. And I think at some point, it's likely to be that some large sort of crypto influencer hears about this and thinks, I'm going to go check it out. And then they make some content and hopefully they'll be sort of surprised or impressed with with how things are going, right? You've seen obviously different people going to El Salvador to do their, I'm on the ground in El Salvador. Here's, here's, here's how it was. Although mm. to be fair, even some of the largest uh, crypto media, you know, influencer type of people like, I don't know, Pompliano or like uh, BitBoy or whatever, even them are not necessarily putting a ton of focus on that or even though they have the time and money to go and go and do it so that's been a little bit uh disappointing but hopefully that's else out this uh saint kit story can become like a contrasting vision to to el salvador and we see people start to really pick that up and uh run with it so yeah it's all all in under uh one year obviously and of course we had the legal tender announcement there too are you thinking that's going to be a big deal? Is that going to get over the line in 2023? Or is it more like, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so I, I was just thinking about the legal tender too. And and if we're talking about things that are going to break out of the BCH bubble that's that's newsworthy, it's going to be that, right? Because even already, the, the conference didn't really make headlines. But what was announced at the conference, which was, uh, you know, the actual prime minister or was it the minister of finance or the prime minister no, it was the prime minister yeah yeah so the actual prime minister of saint martin is is going on the record and saying we are targeting the- tender for march 2023 that's a headline that that's global news and that actually did make it out of the bch bubble we we saw some some pretty big personalities on twitter tweeting that out um a lot of people are really confused wait why bitcoin cash why not btc and uh, they're going to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was the Prime Minister of St. Kitts uh, said that, but then you also have uh, MP Bryson in uh, St. Martin's also oh, I, I mixed it up uh, right pushing now. it as well. So, yeah, so we've got the, but, but that's why it's even more amazing is I don't know that that was necessarily uh, in the mainstream coverage either, but you have those two parallel sort of bites at the apple kind of thing, right? So it's mm-hmm. even more like, not just one, but you can see it kind of spreading a little bit in the in the region, and hopefully that will also be a part of uh, part of the the story. If things get get rolling in one place, then you know you can easily follow in a in another one afterwards. I'd say. So I've got an honorable mention story here as well too. This one I just couldn't. Uh, I wanted to get the sort of maximalism chat in there as one of the storylines because I think it was one of the biggest storylines of the year. But I also couldn't go past the fact that I definitely needed to give an honorable mention to the rise of BCH apps. So even with the smart BCH meltdown and stuff, like you said, there's been a lot of talent actively coming into the scene, especially on the engineering front. And that output is becoming very visible more than any previous uh you know, year, certainly it seems to be. So you had Paytaka and Zapit uh wallet have both been making huge uh, leaps forward and that's great because then the ecosystem isn't as reliant on the bitcoin.com wallet and obviously we've got the electron cash redesign as well is is in the works you had Flipstarter continuing to get uh, new uh, implementations more upgrades and more uh, integrations in in different services so that's been getting slicker and the idea of people running flip starters in the community has has taken a lot of hold you've got the bch bull launching the any hedge uh contracts to people you've had cash rain like we've talked about that's been 
pretty big uh, so far. Recently had uh, Melroy, shout out to him, making the new uh, Block Explorer, which has been actually fantastic. And it's amazing to have some of those critical pieces of crypto infrastructure run by Bitcoin Cash sort of native people or focused people, because you know that they're not just going to suddenly, you know, delist BCH or go down or, or whatever, you know, if he needs to run a flip start of the community can um, obviously support that. And then you've got the register app, noise cash, read cash, cash fusion, BCH against prompt cash. All these other ones are still kind of churning away and getting better and better by the day. So I've personally been very excited by this kind of explosion of engineering and uh, decentralized products um, emerging. What what do you make of of all this? Why is it? Why why now? And uh, are we going to see more of this in in the new year? I mean, why now? It's just because now's the time. Again, it's just history. We've been working on stuff for so long that it's kind of inevitable that now we have cool products. I know General Protocols has been working really hard for at least the past year on the Any Hedge and BCH Bull stuff. And now we're starting to see success. And there were a lot of um, like like smaller pieces that needed to be built out first, like uh, oracles.cash. Um, and so I also know that GP was supporting Smart BCH to a pretty significant degree. Um, and so they had to recover from that as well. So I think it's really awesome that despite uh, the fact that Smart BCH imploded, that GP is still going strong. Um, and then it, I was also kind of thinking it's it's almost a blessing that uh, we rebranded to Bitcoin Cash because now we have all of these cash themed apps, right? <laughs> and and uh, going into the future, if if we don't have paper cash so much anymore, we might be able to actually co-opt the name cash, which would be better than co-opting the name Bitcoin. Let's be real. <laughs> but that that aside, um, it's it's just really cool that we have had all of this new talent come in. I think it's because, again, like the censorship has kind of melted away. Time has gone on. The truth is going to prevail. And, and as more information is is available to the public, is more people are going to start getting interested in that. And that includes people with engineering skills and with ideas and, and more entrepreneurs who have business ideas who can make this stuff a reality. I mean, Kim coming out with Cash Rain, He's, I mean, an OG web investor, right? He he was responsible for mega upload. He was very popular in the in the dot com bubble. He literally named himself dot com legally. I found out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so, laughs> um, and he named his kid Cash example. as well. He named his kid Cash dot com. <laughs> cash dot com. Like what the heck, dude? <laughs> I I love it. I love it. I I'm like almost envious that he gets to do that legitimately. <laughs> Um, but oh, yeah, I don't know. I guess you could change your name as well, too, mate. Callisti.com. Like, uh, he might Callisti. think you were coming in on his brand if you did that. Cash Callisti. I kind of like that one, actually. Um, I can't, it's, it kind of sucks that my name starts with a K because of if I do three Ks in a row, that's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You want to avoid that. But like you're saying, the cash branding is, I think, yeah, in the short run, and it was such a huge problem and maybe there's a different world where we just ran with the original bitcoin branding but uh, yes it has been pointed out on this show before i think it's an excellent point that having the whole cash thing as because cbdc's are coming in and you can already see a lot of people kind of starting to push back a little bit or think wait we need cash like this is actually a very important part of the economy and it's a very important tool for people's financial rights and so on so being kind of associated with that even those would be the pe people who might be by default skeptical of cryptocurrency or you know any cbdc's but if they can at least look oh into bitcoin cash they might understand that we're on the same page with them and 
uh, certainly preserving that that narrative of the changing definition of, of cash from one to the other as, as physical cash goes goes kind of extinct, you know, would be excellent. Okay, my cash drain now says that I can send to everybody the actual um, 328 people have uh, submitted into the cash drain. So I'm just going to... I, I got to get on my PC and make sure that I actually logged on my end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Did you did you get 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 into it? You've got... Uh, Try, I tried logging 10... in on, on this machine and it's like, I don't know. I think an update happened, so I'm not logged in anymore. I tried to log in with Twitch and yeah, I don't okay. know. I it out. Well, you're, you're following the community anyway, I think. So you're going to be... Uh, gonna be in there i guess all right so let me just send that bad boy off and we'll just cash grain to everyone one bch 1.03 bch 102 dollars and 42 cents rained out to everyone oh they've upgraded the graphic there that's pretty pretty awesome at the guy got 25 dollars and 61 cents so pretty good if you're the guy alner ferdinand naratoshi j nomi j 448 and Althea 14 also picking up uh, $2.50 each and then obviously a bunch to everyone else in the next uh, 330. So there you go. Cash rain still crushing it. And I'm really looking forward to that in uh, 2023. I can easily see it kind of going viral uh, at a at a certain point. Uh, Calico Pilot asking in the chat, how does someone get cash rain? Yeah. So uh, you'll need to get an invite at the moment because there was sort of an open beta, but it's now locked off and you need to get an invite from someone in the community. And I'm, I'm out of them actually. So those will be uh, in pretty short supply, but uh, I'm sure it'll be opening up soon and, and maybe Callisti can get you, uh, get you one of those to get, get on the hype train um, now. Right. But yeah, crushing it with the, on the apps front for, Bitcoin Cash been absolutely fantastic, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what the community comes up with in 2023. All right, so we got a segment here that now that I thought we could have uh, for the year called 905010. So this is a game that I've seen people playing on sort of other other streams or other content where you have to make three predictions for the next year. The first prediction has to be a 90% chance that you think it'll happen. The second prediction is a 50% chance that you think it'll happen. And the third prediction is a 10% chance of happening. So it's it's really as, as simple as that. Like you've got to kind of go something that probably will happen. Uh, but, you know, there's always a chance it doesn't. Something that it's a bit uh, could could go either way on. But you think, yeah, maybe this will turn out. And then you got to go for one long shot that you look like a genius if it all comes together. So I asked you to... Prepared, you want to go first or or me? I don't mind either way. Are you confident in your predictions? Uh, well, let's start with 90% and we can see what we both came up with here. So uh um, okay. Jet's I'm... got Jet should have one as well, too, actually. So <laughs> I hope he does oh, anyway. Cool. All right. So let's see. Let's see. Um, so we were just talking about the app development front. My 90% is I think we're definitely gonna have a ton of really great BCH focused apps on the way. Um, that's going to include wallets, that's going to include stuff that's built on cash tokens, that's going to include uh, probably improvements to things like cash rain. Uh, I think that's going to help bring a lot of new developers into the ecosystem. So we're going to start kind of see this train start to roll a little faster going into 2023. And I think legal tender is going to be the uh, the cherry on top. Even if it doesn't happen in March, I do think it's probably a 90% chance that that happens in 2023. 
Okay, so you got go ninety percent for the legal tender and also for a explosion of apps. I like that. My ninety percent prediction is that the podcast, the Bitcoin Cash podcast, will double in size. I think so. At the moment, I guess it would depend by what kind of metrics you have, but at the moment, for our audio downloads, we get about seven hundred downloads a month, and I think by the same time next year, we might be closer to you know fourteen hundred or or, or fifteen hundred. It does grow uh, you know sort of in fits and starts it's not just like a smooth uh one up like if there's a lot of price action on bch suddenly a bunch of people get involved and suddenly they don't but i think the scene will be moving more in the direction of bitcoin cash is starting to break through and with all the apps and all the associated stuff you know i think pretty good chances that even if the there's not a ton of huge price action that the yeah the show will be getting more traction and I'm more interested. So that's that's my 90% prediction. Jet, what's your 90%? This one's rough because uh, I had thought about it actually for like uh, quite a bit today. And I'm not sure I can say I'm like 90% sure uh, of anything related to crypto, right? Like, especially with seeing the smart BCH stuff at the start, it was like, oh, wow, I'm definitely going to eat my words if I go that route. So... Um, <laughs> I would say 90% chance of happening would be uh, legal tender. I would say I'm a higher percent chance than that. And uh, I, I don't know, maybe maybe the prediction should be about when. And I would say uh, I'm, I'm trusting Sonny on this one. I'm going to say before March. That's my 90% prediction. Okay. Uh, Benton406 says, where are we making the predictions? Well, you're free to make your own prediction in the chat and I'll read it out if you have three good uh predictions and then we'll follow up on that next year as to whether you are correct or not uh okay so that was the 90 percent uh takes so now we've got the 50 percent takes Callisti, what's your 50 percent take for 2023 all right so 50 50 btc like mass exodus kind of deal maybe not a mass exodus but we might start seeing a lot more of the prominent btc people more loudly converting over to bch and not just quietly because because uh for any of the btc guys that are listening trust us we're here on the front lines watching you guys convert so we know um <laughs> another 50 50 would be like imminent cbdc release like like i know the governments are working on that in the background they're going to spring it on us when they're ready and that that could be 23 it, it really could be well if you're going 50 percent chance of that in 23 then you would assume that it would be at least as likely that following year right so that means yeah. like well upward of like 75 you know or 80 percent uh by you know the end of 2024 like you're yeah. saying very good odds by like jan 1 2025 that the cbdc's are going to be rolling out and getting on to people who yeah scary scary one but uh yeah i probably probably agree with you it's funny we were thinking along the same lines i was thinking we were gonna have you know maybe a 50 50 chance of um john carvalho making a big rage quit out of bdc whether he defected to bch or he joined up to another crypto that uh you know inspired him or if he just left the industry altogether a la sort of mike hearn I was I was thinking along those lines, but I thought no, you know that's kind of a separate uh, thing. I was actually going to say fifty fifty for legal tender. It's interesting. Both of you two have said ninety percent for legal tender. I think there's good odds, but I can also just see there's just so many 
you know, ways that it can just kind of slip through the cracks and it's not really a done deal until it's done kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with 50% chance that BCH gets onto legal tender, which maybe maybe that's underselling it a little bit, but no, I, well, you I, know, I, I think, yeah, I think, I think there's MP a good Bryson, chance. You know, MP Bryson's a big, big asset to our community because he understands exactly what we're all about and he actually interacts with us. And I don't think he's just blowing smoke, you know. I, I really, I mean, we've even seen, he gave us that little sneak preview of the Word document. I think 2023 is a solid prediction. I really do. I mean, politicians going to politic, right? But like, that kind of goes both ways. Yeah, true, true. No, shout out to MP Bryson, absolutely uh, crushing it. And the episode that I did with him, number 65, I think it was in St. Kids, has been super well received. I've had a bunch of people that have been listening to that. And, uh, you know, even my mom was like recommending it to her friends when they were asking her about crypto. So, you know, it's hitting more of a, uh, a nice mainstream, you know, appeal and uh, very understandable uh, stuff, not way down the crypto uh, rabbit hole. So that's been excellent. Jet, what's your 50% uh, prediction, 2023? A little playing with the numbers here. I think my 50% uh, prediction is that 50% of cryptos in the overall market will drop 50% or more. Ooh, I like that. Oof. Yes, that's that's a big one, though. I mean, we've already had quite significant downturns this year, right? We've had a lot of a lot of red in the market. You think yeah. it's going to go a lot lower overall, really? Uh, this is completely dependent on more exchanges shitting the bed, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, if Binance blew up or something, I could I yeah. could definitely see it i i sort of feel like we're already fairly low i mean there's always room to go down further and maybe bch is closer to the bottom than, than yeah most, i don't think but... we'll go down another 50 percent. okay yeah, i don't right. either I, I frankly don't yeah we must be must be close maybe a to flash candle uh, yeah okay all right 50 percent chance that at least 50 percent of the cryptos go down 50 percent. that's that's yeah you've nailed it nailed it there that's the true 50 percent of prediction okay and calissa you got your 10 percent chance what's your long shot for what we see in 2023 the flippening <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah i i i had thought the same i had thought the same i that's not going to be my 10 percent prediction but that was kind of on my mind that would be pretty pretty quick like maybe what what kind of elaborate a bit what's the What's the scenario? How does it play out? Cash rain goes viral, and then I don't know. John Carvalho defects on the BCH, and then um, you know whatever. Michael Saylor just decides Bitcoin Cash is a real Bitcoin. How would it actually play out? Mm, it'd be more John than it would be Saylor. Saylor's going to be last off the boat. <laughs> um, let's see. So I mean, it's between the immense amount of development we have going on, um, the awesome developments that we have anticipating that we're anticipating here in 2023. And, and again, because you and I are builders, we, we both know that some of these things are definitely going to happen because we're literally doing it ourselves um, slash someone. Right. Uh, so then on top of that, you have the BTC toxic narratives all crumbling very rapidly, actually more rapidly than expected. Um, I, I think John Carvalho's narrative right now is one of the most telling signs because um, for those who are unfamiliar with some of the Bitcoin Cash history, John was uh, on stream with Roger Veer, uh, one of the first Bitcoin entrepreneurs, period. Um, 
And this is where like the whole Bcash meme came up. And uh, so to see John on making the big blocker arguments five years later is just is absolutely mind blowing. <laughs> Uh, so beyond that, it's it's going to be just like, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. It really doesn't matter what the rest of the crypto clown show is doing anymore, because we are going to keep building and we are going to keep promoting and we are going to keep focused on the major use case, the original Bitcoin use case, peer to peer electronic cash. Like we're here for it. It's never going to go away. Um, so on top of that, with, with just the other narratives kind of falling apart and and with less actual substance behind those arguments it, 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 the to the public eye. Uh, people who are just trolling the, the laser eye trolls who just say, uh, oh, Bcash, Bcash, look at the price, LOL. Um, th that's not an argument, guys. Like, like you, if you ask any Bcasher what Bitcoin is about, there's a ton of knowledge on our side. Like, you can you can ask me personally, like any question, I probably have an answer for it at this point because like just the narratives got so skewed back then. The truth will prevail. There's there's no way around it. You can't keep the truth down forever yeah i love it you're getting me charged up right here i mean i think when when we do get a flipping i think it'll be so much faster than people expect because i don't i don't expect it in 2023 i wouldn't even give it a 10 percent chance but i think maybe by 20 i don't know we'll see how it goes in 2023 but maybe by late 2024 or 2025 i could even right. see it coming together just because yeah there's there'll be a point where there's just every bit of critical mass and if you saw a scenario where bch went from like 27 on coin market cap if it rocketed up to like top 20 and then top 15 the amount of like people that would flood into the community and suddenly the alarm bells would be going off for bitcoin maxis and it would just become the biggest story in crypto so fast and once under the comeback story that's right the greatest ever like run back and once that started it would just blow everything apart because the more people that defect the more the people who are left with bitcoin bdc are like wait the ratio would be shrink like we track it every day on this show right or every uh episode and as as the rest of crypto switched into that mindset it would just become so obvious to the BDC people that just day by day by day, you know, the conversion ratio of their remaining BDC would be worth less and less. So it would be obvious for them, okay, I'll switch over maybe 10% just in case. And then as that just snowballs onto everyone, yeah. Even Bitcoin collabs, <laughs> Bitcoin says, maybe collabs. It's just a good time to get a little bit just in case, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh gee satoshi quote all right i gotta give calico pilot said 90 percent i'm traded more bch through personal transactions love that prediction 50 percent i purchased bch with usd fiat yep fair enough i mean these predictions are like you're in control of it so <laughs> that's a bit a bit questionable and 10 percent i have more in bch than i have usd at any point in 2023 that's an interesting one okay yeah yeah i like that Especially if you are American. If you're not American, then maybe it's not as impressive. <laughs> it's just like European and you don't even have any dollars to begin with. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, well, we'll take it on faith that you are uh, European. So my 10% uh, was going to be that Bitcoin Cash will be over $1,000 at some point during the year. And maybe, you know, maybe even like by the end of the year, it will be over $1,000. I don't rate that as a highly likely chance and i think it would require a lot of price action uncoordinated from the rest of the market 
but I can, like you're saying, I, I don't think I could go in for a full flippening, but I can see the the chance that it gets a bit of momentum. We obviously saw there was that run in, um, was it this year or last year? Kind of remember now where it went from $200 to $1,500 in just a matter of five or six weeks. So I'd say 10% chance we, we get a similar thing like that happening mm-hmm. again as maybe a few other coins kind of fall apart maybe like around the time of the next conference if that suddenly got a bunch of traction that's my 10 percent uh take on the on the price front jet your last stop what's your 10 percent prediction 2023 i really don't know about this one man um you're not supposed that's why it's the 10 percent prediction <laughs> yeah i know i know Just... i know but like i've been i've been playing with a couple ideas but 10 percent is like what what do i think isn't gonna happen realistically <laughs> And just kind of has a but, shot. But it has a mind. shot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to say, I don't think a, uh, I don't think a flippening. But I do think, again, maybe one of these surprise wicks, we could see, like, parody maybe with BTC. That is the flippening. You've got to be no, no, joking. No, no, no. I'd say the flippening would be, like, sustained uh, price over BTC. I, okay. I'm saying like a 10% chance that we might just see one random candle out of the blue where we match price. That To me, that like I can't see a scenario where we got to one-to-one without just Bitcoin BTC basically dying. Because yeah. at that point, like think about how much the price has to be surging, the panic, all the global, every like headline being like, Bitcoin cash making the comeback run. It's not like going to get to one to one and then people are like, oh, all right. Like at Bitcoin that point you have, stuff. yeah, you have the mass defection of all the miners, right? If, if BCH gets to even 15 or 20% of the price of BDC, firstly, everyone in BCH will be insanely rich. So the momentum will just be like sky, the euphoria will be like intense. But then also you have the miners start defecting and that kicks off a death spiral, right? You have the mining hash power going down. The blocks are slowing down. Fees are going higher and higher on BDC as everybody's trying to like get out as this flippening is taking hold. I can't, yeah, I, I don't know. One single week, maybe if there was an exchange bug, I can't, I don't know. Uh, no, because um, we have the decentralized exchanges that you can trade BTC to BCH for. You don't even need a centralized exchange. You can use like Thorsoft yeah. or Lightshift or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. Maybe it will just become uh, become that way. Bitcoin Collab says 10% chance Jet gets a job at Bitcoin.com. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I hope if that uh, if that came together, it would be uh, it would be uh, still you know in tandem with the podcast. But uh, yeah, let's see. And we've got BCH Geek says 90% BCH has a DeFi explosion via cash token and script. Yep. 50% BTC loses the number one spot. Yep, fair call. And 10% DEXs become bigger than checks and governments scramble. Yeah, I could see that as well too. That's a, that's a pretty uh, fair set of, of predictions, I'd say. All right, so then we've got our uh, another retrospective that we've got from last year. Message to the community. So we have message to the community on every show, but last year I made it a, a special one for the Christmas episode where we said 2021 was the year of what and 2023 will be the year of what you know fill in the blank so on last year's show uh we we had a whole bunch of uh different opinions there vlad said that 2021 would be the year of recognition or was the year of recognition 
no, he said 20, yeah, 2021 was the year of recognition and 2022 would be the year of revelation. Ryan said that 2021 was the year of recalibrating and 2022 would be the year of attacking. Jet said that 2021 would be was the second death of Satoshi, and that 2022 was the year of would be the year of utility. And I said that 2021 was the year of rebuilding, and 2022 would be the year of independence. So before we put in the uh, you know new phrases for the next uh, the next year, what what do you make of these uh, adjectives in in hindsight? Was this was this accurate? Jet, are you holding to your prediction? Second death of Satoshi and was 2022 the year of utility? Uh, definitely more utility than any previous year. The fact that I got to do this whole like island experience and only touch Canadian dollars voluntarily once. And I don't mean like voluntarily as like uh, there were places where I had to do it involuntarily. I mean, the only time I had to do it, I did it because I wanted more BCH. And that was just the way that I, I, I the method of the madness. Um, so yeah, definitely on the utility, uh, but I don't know about the, I don't even remember the context of what I was saying with the second, <laughs> the Satoshi thing. Uh, I think Satoshi, the more I think about it, the more I think it's just been like, uh, it's just, a it's a beating a dead horse where it's just like slowly running, uh, running the well dry, but we're all here, you know, pouring buckets of water and trying to keep the, keep the train go, go. Oh my God. I'm going to stop now. Yeah, yeah. So I said, yeah, 2021 was the year of rebuilding and 2022 was the year of independence. I said, I thought the community would uh, focus more on itself and stop worrying as much about external sort of narratives and what was going on in the rest of the crypto ecosystem. And I got to say, I think that's borne out pretty nicely with our themes that we have with crypto was just blowing up all over the place. Maximalism has been dying, but BCH has been making gains. It's been insane. Kids has had some good engineering, you know. So I'm actually pretty happy with my um with my predictions on on that front. I think yeah, Ryan recalibrating, attacking. Yep, true. Vlad's uh predictions of revelation. Well, maybe we had some revelations that the crypto scene was full of scams, but uh, he would need to come on to to defend him uh, himself. It was certainly. Uh, interesting segment if you go, you can go back and listen at the end of uh, last year's show. Kalisti, what do you think? Before I get your uh, words, what do you think uh, of these these predictions from last year? How'd they hold up? I think Re- Revelation is funny if you frame it in terms of like that's the part of the Bible where they describe the apocalypse. And so you had all of the explosions this year. That's kind of like a crypto yeah. apocalypse in a way. But I think honestly, a lot of these are pretty spot on. I mean, okay, so maybe not so much 2021 recognition, but I'd say revelation in, in that term that I just said, recalibrating for sure in 2021, like I had said earlier in the stream, uh, you know, we had to get rid of a lot of bad blood back then um, and attacking in 2022, absolutely. Cause we have been really doubling down and buckling down on, on trying to just focus on our own community and our own message. And that ties in right with what you're saying with independence. Absolutely. Um, over the past year, maybe year and a half, Bitcoin Cash has been really focusing on its own brand, its own message, its own products, really kind of stray away from the whole uh, us versus Bitcoin core thing, because really nobody cares. Guys, if we, we can sell ourselves, we really can. We have the superior product. So independence for sure. Um, utility, I think that's going to come next year. Uh, I think 2022 was not focused on utility. Uh, at all. I think it was still focused on Rift, just like 2021 was, uh, in the opposite direction. 
Okay, so I'm talking about global crypto. If we're talking just yes. BCH, then yeah, for sure. But if we're talking crypto in general, like, no, it was there was still so much that needed to get washed out. Next year, we'll focus on utility. Uh, but yeah, rebuilding. And, and in fact, uh, for my 2021 uh, prediction, or I'm sorry, a message, I guess it would be. Well, hang on a second. So now we've got to do 2020. You've got to say 2022 was the year of what in hindsight and 2023 will be the year of what? Oh, okay. Oh, so you got to, so you got to, you got to look back. So that was last year's from the previous year. So this year it's what did we, what was the word for 2022 and what's the word next year for 2023? I think it'll still apply. So 2022 in retrospect, I would say is a year of cleansing. Uh, It's a year that we really have accomplished that mission of clearing out all the crap, focusing on what we're doing, just really washing our hands and, and refocusing, going, okay, new start. And BCH has had to do that a couple times, but I think this one is going to be the one that sticks the most. Uh, and so going into 2023, we really will be rebuilding, but in a different way than we did last year in 2021, because uh, it's just a new platform. We we have built the new foundation in 2021 in, in terms of how you made that message. And in 2023, we're going to build a platform on top of that solid foundation. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Jet, what are your what are your words? Are you sticking with utility? I guess you're saying maybe you were. 2022 is the year of utility and then 2023 will be the year of what? Uh, thinking back to uh, Smash Brothers, just a super sudden death. Like, <laughs> we'll see so many Luna coin flex style collapses where it's just, it's there one moment and then, whew, God. And it's gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, what is the year of 2023 will be the year of cataclysm the oh, year of meltdown oh super sudden death okay yeah. all right oh, okay i didn't realize that's a phrase in uh in melee okay 2022 2023 will be the year of super sudden death okay and for me yeah i think 2022 was the year of independence i'm happy to stick with that i think that one bore out to be true and for 2023 i want to say breakthrough that it will be the year we kind of break through but i want to save that in the back pocket because i think that might be 2024 so instead i'm gonna undersell it a little bit and say 2023 will be the year of momentum that uh now we've we've got the ball rolling in the right direction and that'll start to really kind of gather steam so yeah that's my uh prediction for next year and hopefully we'll see maybe on twitter ryan and uh vlad can make some comments as to whether or not they felt their felt their uh word choices held up and and what they're predicting for for next year and may- maybe next year we can get all the timing right we can have everybody on the call and have a a mega <laughs> a mega review who knows um right so yeah that kind of brings us uh here towards uh the end of the show i guess uh so Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone. Um, Bitcoin Cash podcast will be back bigger and better in 2023. Obviously, in December, we haven't really done that many uh, episodes. I've been super busy back in Australia. Jet's been uh, busy as well, too. I'm sure with Christmas and everything, everything's winding down, but we'll uh, you know, be refreshed and, and coming in hot for next year as well too thanks to everybody who listened to the show however they did it or interacted with it or being part of the bth community overall like stay safe over the holidays spend some time with your friends and family and uh yeah my advice is 
share BCH with people if they ask. Don't be that annoying one at Christmas that's just like popping off about <laughs> about crypto. But if they're interested and they're asking you, then um, definitely you know, feel free to say, yeah, this is Bitcoin Cash. Look, let me send you a pound and, and get excited about it. And I think that might be happening more and more. Like I have noticed more and more that people are very getting very open to the idea of crypto. It's been around, even with all the scams and stuff, the hasn't lashed back so much onto crypto. People are just curious to understand what's happening. They realize it's going to be a part of our lives and a part of the future. And so they, you know, somebody who is excited and who knows about it, they're, they're very curious to to get to the the bottom of that so uh we've got our patrons as well ricky and hp shout out to them thanks to all the donators uh check out bitcoincashpodcast.com like calissi was saying we've got tons of info there for anybody to get to the bottom of it uh what what is all going on what was the history so on and so forth uh and final shout outs calissi where can people find you and is there anyone you want to give a recognition to for this year in bch uh, so I try to keep my Twitter and my Facebook separate, but the people who are on my Facebook know me in real life. So if any of you are listening because you found the link on my Facebook, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And I hope that you enjoyed the stream. For everybody on Twitter, find me at KZ Kalisti. I'll put that in the chat. Uh, and uh, yeah, listen to me ramble about BCH. <laughs> uh, I really pretty, appreciate pretty everyone listening. Yeah, thank you. Grassroots, peer-to-peer, you know, word of mouth. That's exactly how it should be going down. Jet, who's your shout-outs for the end of the year? Uh, so personal shout-out to Marcelo. I feel like last year I had to I had to give that... Well, I didn't have to, but I felt compelled to give the shout-out to everyone that funded the Flipstarter and their financial contributions. And this time, it's uh, just as grateful for this for Marcelo for, for contributing and giving me the opportunity to go to the St. Kitts Conference um, on a personal level. On, like, adoption-wise, Sonny, all the way. I've never seen someone go as hard as that man does, uh, and seeing the energy that he has makes me jealous. So... So Sonny uh, gets the my my shout out for the year. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna echo that. I think for me as as well. I just want to say Sonny and Fiendish just did a killer job, and everybody else who was involved in the whole conference and everything. I hope we see that coming back next year, bigger and better than ever. I think <laughs> Fiendish was saying like, oh, maybe we could shoot for a thousand. Like we had a bit more than a hundred, like maybe we could shoot for a thousand. A 10X growth would be nutty. Like as big as it already was, it's almost hard to imagine how, like how much BCH commerce there would be on the island and how much the local, like the locals were already noticing people at the, at the hotel and stuff were like, well, what's going on here and stuff like that. But uh, it, it was making a dent if it was 10 times the size, it would be like a tsunami. It would be crazy how much the local businesses would benefit and stuff if they were accepting. And if they weren't, they would be getting the message that they're, they're really missing out. So yeah, that would be amazing. And uh, yeah, that's my, that's my shout out for the year to Sunny and to, and to finish and everyone involved in the Bitcoin cash 23 conference. And of course, all the listeners, thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad you're still enjoying the show. Like I said, have a safe and happy New Year's and we'll be uh, back at it in 2023 for another year of the revolution. Uh, Thank you very much and until next time.
Custody. 